Yo, what's up? I'm Jay, and you're listening to The Gridiron. We're going to get this thing kicked off with the NFL Draft. Got a lot of new talent coming into the league. Uh, I'm going to give you a basic rundown of all 32 picks and grades per NFL.com. We're going to get it done in alphabetical order. Uh, And I might stop and highlight um, any other player that's worth mentioning, so to speak. Uh, We're going to get it kicked off for Arizona. Arizona, (laughs) their first pick was number 55. Um, they selected Colorado State tight end Trey McBride. That was actually um, rumored to be a, a person that the Saints was interested in. Uh, also, Arizona traded for Hollywood Brown. I don't think that's going to make up make up for the loss of uh, D Hop. Matter of fact, I know that's not going to make up for the loss of D-Hop, but you got to give them credit for the effort. Um, next, we're going to talk about the Stinking Falcons. Um, their first round pick was USC wide receiver Drake London, who they selected number eight overall. Also, with the number 74 pick, they selected Cincinnati quarterback Desmond Ritter, who said he was going to lead them to a Super Bowl. Yeah, that's never happening. That's never happening, Desmond. Get that out your head. Go back and take it back. Um, we're going to move on to the Baltimore Ravens, who selected <clears throat> Kyle Hamilton, safety from Notre Dame, number 14 overall. Um, actually sit, slid further than what many people would have predicted. Remember, uh, th- he actually was right there when the Saints drafted. I was actually happy I was actually happy that we did what we did Um, but would I have been surprised if the Saints had got the safety from Notre Dame Kyle Hamilton with the number 11 pick no I wouldn't Um, also Baltimore had another pick in which they selected Iowa center Tyler Linderbaum number 25 another good pick some about them Iowa Iowa boys. They also selected Iowa State tight end Charlie Kolar with the number 128 pick. They love Iowa. Uh, moving on, Buffalo selected Kyrie Elam, number 23 overall, Florida cornerback. I like the pick. Make that secondary even tougher. Uh, I'm pretty sure they would have loved to got Derek Stingley but I don't think I don't think he would have been there for him um next Carolina Panthers select Iki Iquando North Carolina State offensive tackle number 6 overall okay this dude here was actually one of the offensive tackles I would have loved to seen the Saints get do film is off the charts. Uh, love everything about that dude. Hate that he went to the Carolina Panthers. Uh, 
congratulations to him and his family. Seemed like a good family. Seemed like he was raised right. Uh, but I'm not going to congratulate the Carolina Panthers. I'm going to root against their success vehemently. <laughs> also, uh, Carolina selected Matt Corral, number th- uh, number 94 overall from Ole Miss quarterback. Chicago Bears selects Kyler Gordon, number 39 overall from Washington, cornerback. They also select Penn State safety, Jaquan Brisker, number 48 overall. Um, for, for those who are familiar, he was actually mocked to go to the Saints. I actually do believe had he not been taken right when he was taken, the Saints would have selected him instead of uh, the kid from Tennessee they ended up getting. Um, the Cincinnati Bengals select Michigan defensive back Daxton Hill, number 31 overall. The Browns select Martin Emerson, number 68 overall. The Browns pretty much don't have a first-round pick until I don't know when. Also highlight, the Browns also select LSU kicker, K. York, number 124 overall. Shout out to uh, K. York. Shout out to the Browns. They love them LSU, some LSU players over there, man. I think they got themselves a good kicker over there. Um, the Cowboys select offensive tackle from Tulsa, Tyler Smith. The Broncos select with the number 64 overall pick from Oklahoma, edge rusher Nick Bonito. They didn't have a first round pick. I'm assuming that's from the trades with the trades for Russell Wilson. So I guess. If you think about it, Russell Wilson was a part of the Denver's draft class. If you think about it, I mean, if you look at it that way, the Broncos won the draft. <clears throat> uh, Detroit select Michigan edge rusher, Aiden Hutchinson, number two overall. Then they turned around and selected Alabama wide receiver, Jamison Williams, number 12 overall. I like the Jamison Williams. Um, it's just that when I found out, well, I, I always knew about the injury. I just thought he was already silly me. I thought he was already recovered. Then come to find out, you know, they don't know when he when he's going to be available. And giving up the ex- assets that we give, gave up to draft Chris Olave uh, or... You know, for instance, the assets that we would have given up to draft Jameson Williams, Williams, um, I don't want you to miss no time. And that's all it was. Talent, Detroit definitely got a good one. They had to trade up to get him. Uh, I think they got a good one. Uh, Green Bay, select Georgia linebacker, Quay Walker, number 22 overall. Then they turned around and selected Georgia defensive tackle. Devontae White, number 28 overall. Then they turned around and selected Georgia linebacker. Now I'm just playing. But they did select another player from Georgia, the University of Georgia Tech linebacker, Tariq Carpenter, number 228. So it's safe to say 
they went and got them some Georgia player players. Uh, my favorite, my favorite pick of the whole draft. I'm gonna keep it real. It's a personal one, and it was selected by the Houston. It was made by the Houston Texans um, from the University of LSU defensive back Derek Stingley Jr. Selected number three overall. Uh, quick side story: Been watching this kid, uh, this man, this young man, for a while. Back to grade school, um, caught up, start seeing film, um, watched him all the way to the process of uh, committing to LSU. And, and man, I said a while back that dude, that dude was going to be a star, uh, blue chipper. Just from the, you know, the time he walked in at LSU, uh, I said he had what it took. Not only as far as with the physical traits, talking about the measurements, the speed and the ability and all of that. I'm talking about like the mental, the mental aspect of it. You know what I'm saying? What it takes to really be a great defensive back. You know what I'm saying? And you hear it all the time about you got to uh, forget about the last play because you're not going to win every single play. You know what I'm saying? You got to focus on the next play. But at the same time, um, just I heard an interview and I encourage you guys that I, I wish I, I can't recall the name of it, but he was he was talking about like how he views the game and um, thinking about when he go line up, line, like basically when he line up at defensive back, he already thinking about, all right, how can this guy beat me? What would I do in this situation to beat, like, to beat the coverage or beat the way I'm, I'm playing him? Um, and I, I think a lot of greats do that. Just thinking about the game in itself. Um, my bad, I'm sorry. It's a game inside of a game. You see what I'm saying? Of course, you're trying to cover the dude and all of that, but now you're really, like, going deep into it, you know? Uh, as a matter of fact, I think about the great... Uh, the great was it Peyton Manning or Tom Brady? I forget. I forget which one it was. Um, but they was talking about their battles going back and forth with Ed Reed and how he was thinking if he did one thing that that would make him think another thing, but he really was thinking this thing. And on the other side, um, Ed Reed was trying to do something to make Peyton Manning uh think one thing, but the whole time, so it's basically. <laughs> It's mind games, man. This is a game inside the game, man. And when you get certain players like that, man, like they usually turn out to be great, man. And, and it, it's good to see um, one of these kids, and I'm saying kids, one, one, you know, somebody that actually like follows through all the way with it. Great upbringing. Um, dad was an athlete. Uh, also, I want to say somebody, I ain't going to say no name, I ain't going to say no names, told me that this man was not, I want to say, a top 10 pick. I said top three. I said this last year. You know what I'm saying? I ain't going to say no names. I said this last year. Top three. Oh, nah, you crazy. Nah, I'm right. But uh, congratulations to... Derek Stingley Jr. Selected by the Houston Texans number three overall. Or better yet, should I say, congratulations to the Houston Texans. Um, that's the first steps to 
to building your franchise back up, you feel like you really got a good one. Moving on, we got the Indianapolis Colts, who selected wide receiver Alec Pierce, number 53 overall. Then you got the Jaguars, who selected Georgia edge rusher <clears throat> Trayvon Walker, number one overall. They also selected Utah linebacker Devin Lloyd, number 27 overall. Oh, I ain't gonna lie, man. Devin Lloyd, I was sitting there thinking like, man, maybe the Saints was gonna take him. Jaguars defense gonna be nice in a few years, man. I'm gonna say that. If they can put it all together. The Kansas City Chiefs select cornerback Trent, Trent McDuffie, number 21 overall. They select Purdue edge rusher George Carlifus, number 34. I mean, number 30 overall. I'm sorry. Um, the Las Vegas Raiders select offensive guard from Memphis, Dylan Parham, number 90 overall. The Chargers select Boston College offensive line, Zion Johnson, number 17 overall. The Rams select Wisconsin offensive guard, Logan Bruss, 104 overall. The Dolphins select Georgia linebacker, Chan Nintendo, 102 overall. The Vikings select Georgia safety, Lewis, signed number 32 overall. The Patriots select <laughs> University of Tennessee, Chattanooga, offensive guard, Cool Screens, number 29 overall. Now watch this. Everybody was playing. Everybody playing. Everybody laughed at that pick. Watch this dude that nobody ever heard of and nobody don't know. Cole Strange end up to be the first ballot Hall of Famer, uh, all-time great uh, offensive right guard block blocker. Watch what I tell you. Watch what I tell you. Everybody made funny nigga. Belichick gonna go down as a, as a genius again. Watch. <laughs> and now, the moment we've been waiting for: New Orleans Saints select Ohio State wide receiver Chris Olave. Number 11 overall. Yes. Gratification. Uh, Northern Iowa. Offensive tackle. Tackle. Trevor. Pennon. Number 19 overall. Then we took Tennessee. Cornerback. Alante Taylor. Number 49 overall. Uh, We took Appalachian State. Linebacker. DeMarco Jackson. 161 overall. Air Force defensive tackle Jordan Jackson 194 overall the Giants took Kayvon Thibodeau the Jets who I believe had the best draft out of everybody just keeping it real took Sauce Gardner number 34 I mean I'm about to say number 34 number 4 overall then they took Ohio State wide receiver Garrett Wilson number 10 overall then they took Jermaine Johnson the second number 26 overall. Then they took Iowa State running back Brees Hall, number 30, number 36 overall. Then they turned around and took uh, Ohio State tight end Jeremy Record, number 101 overall. And all around, I think they just did their thing. Uh, I'm going to do one more for you because everybody else 
No disrespect. I really don't even care about all y'all. Uh, especially the Buccaneers and them and all that. The Panthers and them. That was just an order and that's just how I rode. But uh, let's do this one right here. Cause this, uh, the Eagles actually ended up who was involved with the Saints in the trade. Uh, selected defensive tackle Jordan Davis, number 13 overall. And they also selected Georgia linebacker Nicobe Dean, number 83 overall. Man, this dude was slated, I believe, on every major mock draft, every major website as a number one, uh, as a number one pick. For sure, I think no one seen this dude going uh, number 83. You know what I'm saying? I for sure thought like, man, at one point I had got him. I, I was driving my rim, going, going to the store, you feel me? And I was sitting there listening to the radio, listening to the draft, and man, they said the Saints had came up on the clock, and it was like, man, they was mentioning some of the best players available, and they was talking about how they still couldn't believe that Kobe Dean was still available. And at that point, I wanna, I wanna say we were in the third round, man. We we were either in the third round or the fourth round, and I'm like, man, ain't no, ain't no way in the hell this dude is still right there. Um. I think we we had we would have had him in the third round, right? Yeah, we I think we was in the third round. I'm like, ain't no way in the hell he's still right there. So I'm I'm just knowing we about to take him. Nope, we don't take him. Um, so I believe the Eagles got a good one right there, man. Uh, definitely. I think what it is, people look at people look at stuff and what you call. Uh, they want you to do non-football stuff, and they judge you off that. Yes, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's really good to run fast, or fast 40 time or jump really high and all of that, but some of the best players ever in the game you see, um, look at Tom Brady, a la uh, the, the slowest, ugliest, dumbest looking 40 time ever become one of the greatest, uh, or, you know what I'm saying, arguably the greatest quarterback ever, um, flat arms, um, I think Uncle Shea said uh, uh, the carpool moms got bigger arms than him, and and dude and flung flung the football for more touchdowns in the history of the NFL. You know what I'm saying? You go to look at Jerry Rice. You know what I'm saying? Who some people would probably rank him at least in the top, they top five of greatest players of all time. Um, and that dude didn't run what it was four six four five. That wasn't Tyreek Hill speed. You know what I'm saying? You look at Alvin Kamara. Even look at Alvin Kamara. Alvin Kamara did not run a blazing 40 in time. You know what I'm saying? But does that stop him from being, you know, what we've grown to know and love? You know what I'm saying? Looking at Le'Veon Bell. I don't, I don't, I forget what his time is right off the top of my head, but Le'Veon Bell, you know what I'm saying? Before, when Le'Veon Bell was Le'Veon Bell, you know what I'm saying? I don't believe he was a burner. You know what I'm saying? So, I believe sometimes, most of the times, these scouts and stuff get caught up in, you know, 40 times and, you know, this guy, you, I mean, even looking at it, I think they look at his height, I think he was 5 foot 11. Um, and not as fast. And, and I guess I can understand it. I mean, if you can get him in the third round, but I mean, 
everybody had this dude pegged as a, a first rounder. Everyone I seen, you know what I'm saying? Maybe a few went as far as the second round. Unless it was some off the field issues that I ain't heard about or something else that I ain't heard about. Man. But stand on the gridiron as we do on the gridiron. You feel me? Let's talk a little bit more about Sink's new pick, uh, Chris Olave. Man, let's get to know this dude, man. So first of all, dude is about 6'1", 6'2", 189 pounds, played for the university or as they see the man, I'm not doing that, man. I'm gonna let you do, but I do rock with Ohio State since they rock with the Saints. But he played for Ohio State. Um, I'm not sure if he graduated. He might have graduated, but he did go there for four years. Um, didn't start right away. Freshman year, got in for some game action. Played seven games. Had 12 receptions for 197 yards, averaging. 16 yards of catch for three touchdowns his freshman year. Came back his sophomore year. He played 13 games, had 48 receptions for 840 yards, averaging seven and a, 17 and a half yards of catch. Then he also had 12 receiving touchdowns. Also had two, I'm sorry. Yeah, two attempts, two rushing attempts for five yards. Uh, just to throw that in there. Um, junior year, I believe that was a COVID, COVID shortened year. Played seven games, had 50 receptions for 729 yards, average 14.6 yards a catch with 17 rushing touchdowns. Um, and senior year, his last year, played 11 games, had 65 receptions, his best, his best year overall. Matter of fact, yes, that was. This was his best year overall with 65 catches, 936 yards, 14.4 yards of catch, 13 touchdowns, which led the, which led the team um, to finish to finish uh, as the all-time leader in touchdown receiving touchdowns in Buckeye history. And that's amazing when you think about all of the wide receivers that then went there, including the guy that was drafted right in front of him, Garrett Wilson. Um, Chris Carter, um, I'm, I'm, Brian Hartline. I mean, uh, Brian. Yeah, that's his name. Brian Hartline. You just get to thinking about all the guys that went there. Uh, Michael Thomas, uh, McLaurin, Terry McLaurin. Uh, so they had some guys that went to San Antonio Holmes, uh, and to be the all-time record holder in, in receiving touchdowns, you know what I'm saying, just go to shows, talent, and the work ethic, and all, well, all but one year in this freshman year, uh, he led the team in receiving touchdowns, uh, all but, wait a minute, yeah, so, Greg Wilson led the team in receiving yards this year, by a couple of more yards and stuff, um, but, to be fair to point out, um, Chris Olave definitely um, drew the tougher assignments, the uh, number one co- corner for sure. Um, 
And and of my opinion, I already then told y'all, it's crazy. So y'all already know how I feel about these two players, Chris Olave and Garrett Wilson. If you don't, go go check the tape. So you can't be like, oh, he just you just saying that because we drafted him. Go check the tape. Before we drafted him, before mock drafts came out, I was I'm telling you, and congratulations to Garrett Wilson. Not hey, the best of luck. But I do believe, in my opinion, we ended up getting the best of the wide receivers um, from Ohio State. Not only from Ohio State in the draft, in my opinion, including Drake London. Um, I don't know that you know. I don't know that Drake. You know, what I'm saying from the from from Toronto going like that, going going support that as much. Uh, I wonder, I wonder, I wonder if Drake ever been to, just a, you know, I done got sidetracked. I wonder if Drake ever been to a Saints game, being that he, you know, frequently used to attend the New Orleans area. Um, but, yeah, I definitely believe we got the best of the wide receiver. Um, all times in the, in the four years that he attended, Ohio State had a grand total of 175 receptions. 2,702 receiving yards, average 15 yards a catch, 35 touchdowns, man. You feel me? Uh, only not anybody really would probably see about him is that his slender frame, but in judging the dude, looking at his weight, I'm telling you, man, uh, the TV can fool you. And even in probably seeing them in person, people probably be like, oh, he's can Man, let me tell you something. And not to try to compare myself with another man, but in the situation I am, a lot of people misinterpret, you know what I'm saying, people's frame and core body strength, you know what I'm saying? Because just looking at the dude, me and him have similar frames. Um, I'm a couple of inches taller than him, but at the same time, looking at that weight, um, don't get it twisted. I do believe this dude is has a little more strength than what he puts on. Now, whether he shows it or not is a different thing. And besides, that's not really a part of his game that we've seen so far. And, you know, we drafted him based off what we've seen. So maybe if they can, you know what I'm saying, tweak that a little bit, but not mess up the rest of his game, man. Let's just focus on it, because like I said, a lot of people talk about his his strength, and I think he's going to be fine, man. You look at guys like a Tyreek Hill. Uh, you look at, you know, and I don't even know how tall Tyreek Hill really is. Five foot nine. Um, I mean, on our own, our own team, look at uh, Deontay Harris. You know what I'm saying? I'm sorry. Uh, they got me saying that. They got me saying that stuff now, man. Twitter, Twitter. Hey, y'all, can y'all stop calling this man Dante, Dante Harris, whatever, whatever y'all saying? They had me trying to figure out like, who the hell did we get a new player on the team? Sheesh. Uh, but look at Harris from um the Saints. You know what I'm saying? Undersized. Not to say that you know what I'm saying. Harris is a, a prime time receiver in the thing, but I mean. Do definitely have his moments. Uh, you look at Deshaun Jackson. Only thing, only knock about Deshaun and the smaller wide receiver is usually going to be something with 
like along the lines of like hamstrings or something. That's something about, like them speedy guys, like them speedy guys, Deshaun Jackson. Uh, it's usually it's usually like muscles or something that becomes the undoing and stuff. But they usually have their way. They usually do the same thing. You know what I'm saying? You cannot coach. You cannot teach God-given speed. Uh, we seen it with Jamar Chase and Justin Jefferson. That's another guy to compare. Comparison. Um, and Justin Jefferson. You know what I'm saying? Not the biggest. Got the biggest frame. You gonna have a a Terrell Owens frame. You don't got a, a D Hop frame. A Michael Thomas frame. You know what I'm saying? But still dominates the game. You know what I'm saying? I believe part of that is come to you know people, the boys from the boot usually gonna dominate anyway. You know what I'm saying? Especially if you went to LSU, but that's not here or there. But uh, <laughs> I think I think Olave is gonna be fine. You know what I'm saying? What it comes down to, you know what I'm saying? At the end of the day, is how does how does the offensive line hold up? Um, and how does Jameis Winston? You know what I'm saying? Deliver the ball. Will he get the ball there in the right spots at the right time? I think that's what it boils down to. Um, staying on the Saints wasn't a draft acquisition, rather, but a free agent acquisition. And oh man, say, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something, man. I told y'all, I told y'all, if this man decided to grace his, his presence and his talents back at, at home, I was going to get one of them jerseys. I'm a man of my word. I'm a man of my word, man. Hey, I want to welcome the honey badger, you know what I'm saying, Tyrone Matthews back home. The boot, you feel me? Hey, it's been a long time coming. Uh, I had a good feeling about it. I'm gonna tell you the truth. Um, after just watching them, seeing, you know, what I'm saying, being around back at LSU, being around the city, you know what I'm saying, just lingering around, you know what I'm saying, still having signed at the, you know. So he also had dropped drop some hints that you know he he would love to play for the Saints and things like that other nature and he also had mentioned that he wasn't looking to be the highest paid safety and things like of of that nature which led me to believe that man the Saints just got to get it done Uh, and and credit to uh, the OG Mickey Loomis and Dennis Allen and Big Mama uh, Benson for getting that thing done up there and bringing the honey badger home man you feel me Definitely, definitely about to be some smoke back there. You feel me? <clears throat> you feel me? And, and for those listeners, listeners that's wrongly not informed on who the Honey Badger is, Tyrone Matthews, um, I will give you some information. The Honey Badger. <laughs> I was about to have So, Tyrone Matthews. Was born in New Orleans, you feel me? Five foot nine, 190 pounds. So one must wonder to himself, how does a man that's five foot nine, not even 200 pounds, 
dominate in a in a grown man, a big man sport. Well, my friends, that's how he gonna the name Donnie Badger. You feel me? Played at St. Aug, went to LSU, was drafted in 2013 in the third round with the 69th pick by the Arizona Cardinals, where he played from 2013 to 2017. You know what I'm saying? Then he played for a little bit for the Houston Texans in 2018, where his career really took off after that in Kansas City from 2019 to 2021, where he won the Super Bowl. You feel me? Now, he got three first-team All-Pros in 2015, 2019, and 2020. You feel me? I don't understand how he got a first-team All-Pro in 2019 and a second-team All-Pro in 2019. Man, this man going places. Three Pro Bowls in 2015, 2020, and 21. Made the All-Rookie Team in 2013. Dude is on the NFL's 2010's All-Decade Team, man. Man, they drew reason in on that. You understand what I'm telling you, man? Come on, come on. I mean, I mean that could mean that 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 list is a joke. Or I just mean that man that Tyrone Matthews is just that good. You feel me? Uh, also won the Chuck Bednarik Award in 2011. Was the SEC Defensive Player of the Year in 2011 when LSU. Um, Played in the championship game um, with a consensus All-American 2011 first team All-SEC in 2011. You know what I'm saying? Dude, this was an all-around all dog all, all the way since, you know what I'm saying, school, man. You feel me? All the way up until now, dude got 610 tackles, 10 sacks, four forced fumbles, six fumble recoveries, 76 pass deflections, 26 interceptions, and three defensive touchdowns, man. Dude is a, a beast. Um, I want to say, I forget what the stat was. I forget what the stat it was. But f- basically from 2015 all the way into now, Tyrone Matthews is one of the best ball hawks in the league. To put it plain and simple, um, if an alien didn't know who or what a safety was and what the NFL was, if he just randomly just looked down and just seen, you know what I'm saying, Tyrone Matthews playing, you feel me? Uh, He'd definitely be like, yeah, all right, I get it. That's how it's supposed to be played. And that's pretty much, you know what I'm saying, a compliment to my fellow Louisianian, you feel me? Uh, Man, we're going to take a quick little break, you feel me? Might come back, talk some division standings and some predictions on what I think, what I think teams are going to do. You know, who knows? Stick around. Talk a little bit of predictions on where I think people are going to wind up. 
or better yet, I'm gonna give y'all my top five. How about that? Give y'all my top five. So, first of all, I do want to see this. I do want to see this. Uh, the Cardinals. I'm glad. I'm glad I said. But um, D Hop. I don't know. I think that's gonna move them down from where I had it. But I don't think they was gonna make my top five anyway. So I'm gonna kick it off. I'm gonna go ahead and get it with it. Give it. Hit it with the reigning defending champions, the Rams. Who I feel like say who that nation. I feel like we get a piece of that Super Bowl. We get a piece of we get a piece of this Super Bowl because they didn't win it in 2018. You feel me? That's the one they cheated us and ended up going get their head beat in. You know what I'm saying? Uh, in the ugliest Super Bowl game ever against the Patriots. So I feel like we get a piece of this Super Bowl that they just won. You know what I'm saying? <clears throat> but anyway, the Ram I got the Rams at number one. You feel me? That's my number one team in the NFC. You feel me? Then number two. For number two, I'ma say I got the I got the Saints. And I got the Saints. And I ain't gonna explain reasons why. Ah, but actually I am. So when you think about it, I know a lot of people gonna be like, oh, he's a homer. The Buccaneers, the Buccaneers. But see, what y'all fail to realize or what y'all don't wanna realize is what I've been preaching. On this podcast, and before that, this whole time, in actuality, the Buccaneers, or rather should I say, the Saints own the Buccaneers. You feel me? We own the Buccaneers. When you really think about it, we own Tom Brady too. You feel me? That's with or without Drew Brees, and apparently without Jameis Winston too. You know what I mean? Because, uh... We played Trevor Simeon against him. Um, and who the hell? Was it Taysom Hill? Man, either way it go. We banged him up both times. What he is, 1-4 against us? He 0-4. The Buccaneers with Tom Brady is 0-4 against the Saints in the regular seasons. You know, and, and to be real, the one game that they won in the playoffs really didn't have nothing to do with Tom Brady. It really didn't even have nothing to do with the Buccaneers. It really had more so to do with what we had going on. Jerry Cook type things going on. And I believe that's where the beginning of things started to go left. But that's neither here or there. Um, so, but when you think about it, man, the Saints just got the Buccaneers number. So we ain't scattered the Buccaneers. We weren't scattered them when we ain't had no quarterback last year. When we was playing tight ends at quarterback. We playing, we playing high school coach quarterbacks, you know what I'm saying, we playing, man, we, I almost went out there and played quarterback last year, and we still was winning, you feel me, so you mean to tell me, okay, shout out T. Armstead, you feel me, but I, you know, I, I kind of like the little dude that we drafted, Trevor Pennion, you know what I'm saying, big dude, he can't, he gotta stop trying to body slam people, you know what I'm saying, I'm telling you, dudes ain't gonna, dudes ain't gonna take that, you know what I'm saying, too. You know what I'm saying? You don't like that too much over here. You trying to grow men now. You know what I'm saying? But I like his attitude. You feel me? So we replace that. You know, we lose Malcolm Jenkins. I said it before. We lose Malcolm Jenkins and we get the Honey Badger. Man, that's an upgrade. You feel me? That's an upgrade. You take and then we lose uh, Marcus Williams. 
we lose Marcus Williams to the uh, Ravens, and we go we go get Marcus May. So I actually believe our secondary is better than it was last year when we dominated the Buccaneers. You feel me? I actually believe our defense will be better. Now, you know, it's one thing to say it on paper. We got to go out there and see what Tyron looks like. We got to see what Marcus May look like. You know, the defensive line still got to dominate. Demario Davis still got to be a dog out there. You know what I'm saying? Dennis Allen, them got to still make put us in the right position. But all things being equal, uh, everybody else get the benefit of the doubt. Why the Saints don't get the benefit of the doubt? I mean, we've seen them do this on multiple times. You feel me? Multiple occasions, we've seen them do this. So it's reasonable to believe when you add more talent, a la uh, Tyrone Matthew, Tyron Matthews, you know what I'm saying? Um, Marcus Mays, Olave, not the, I didn't even mention Olave, you know what I'm saying? We was playing with guys that wasn't even drafted at the wide receiver position last year. Our best wide receiver was Alvin Kamara and the undrafted free agent. Shout out Callaway because I do believe he. You know what I'm saying? Can be a quality piece. He actually didn't do, I mean, hell. To say he went undrafted, you feel me? So you get to thinking, we get Michael Thomas back, arguably a top three, top five wide receiver talent. We get Chris Olave back, or we get Chris, you add Chris Olave, you throw in that we still got Alvin Kamara, we still gonna have a pretty good, the decent, or not even, if not better offensive line, then you come, you know, we keep a, a healthy Jameis Winston. Man, look, I got the Saints at number two. I got the Saints at number two at, uh, in the power ranking going into this thing. And the only reason they ain't at number one is out of respect. You, I feel like you're supposed to give the reigning Super Bowl champions uh, the benefit of the doubt. And, and I ain't just saying that to be kind, because they, they they also are returning majority of their team. Now, with all of that being said, I got the Rams at number one, the Saints at number two. Then I'll say I'll give the Buccaneers number three. After the Buccaneers, I'm going to say I'm going to give the Packers number four. And no, I'm going to just go ahead and say that the Packers going to figure it gonna figure out a way to win this division i don't think it's gonna be as 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 easy as it's been in in years past but i believe a ride get it done um in this division in the nfc least in the nfc least since i i guess i gotta pick a team man i don't have to pick a team from right there i I feel like i could pick any other team from right out of any other division and it'd be better than any team coming from right there and that's what actually what i'm gonna do I'm actually going to say that the 49ers are my top five in the NFC. That's my top five team. I'm going to repeat it. I got the Rams at one, the Saints at two, the Buccaneers at three, the Packers at four, and the 49ers at five. So I got two teams from the NFC West, two teams from the South, and one team from the North. No team from the NFC least. Moving on talking about the AFC, you know what I'm saying, top five from the AFC, we're going to get that thing, that cat daddy kicked off like this. Um, I really do want to put the Bengals number one, but I ain't, I feel like that's a lot of pressure. So I'm going to go ahead and put the Bills at number one. You feel me? I am going to put the Bills at number one. I'm going to turn around and put the Chiefs at number two. 
You feel me? Then I'm gonna put the Bengals at number three. Uh, the Broncos at number four. Y'all probably wondering why I got the Broncos, man. Look, Russell Wilson gotta show me. I got the Broncos at number four. Uh, and depending, all of this is depending on because if Deshaun Watson ain't suspended, I'm redoing all of this. But I got the Browns at number five. You feel me? I, I do like the Jets pick pickups and all of that, but you know, we ain't doing that right now. That ain't what we doing. So there y'all have it. You know what I'm saying? That's my top five, my top ten. You know what I'm saying? NFC NFL power rankings for right now. And to after preseason anyway, then we're gonna have to redo it. You feel me? Uh, we're gonna move forward, talk a little bit of NBA playoffs, man. Talk a little NBA playoffs. So, I, I want to say this, man. Shout out to the Pelicans because after watching the Suns dismantle the Mavericks and every, hearing everybody dish out praise to Luka Doncic and all of that, uh, I want that. It just shows uh, Pelicans. If y'all out there, Brandon Ingram, you feel me? Y'all out there listening, man. Y'all took them people six games. Y'all took the Suns six games, man. Y'all took them people six games. I believe it's a good possibility. I believe it's a good, a real good possibility that uh that the Suns end up sweeping the Mavericks last night. Oh, when I'm saying last night, Wednesday, uh, the Phoenix Suns beat them people 129 to 109, and, and people gonna point on oh Luka averaging this and averaging this, dude getting killed on defense though. So I mean, so if you going if I can score three points on you, and you come down and score two points, then I come down and score three more points on you, and you come down and you miss, and then I come down and score three more points on you. And you come down and you miss, you know what I'm saying? I come down and score three more points on that. You come down and you see what I'm, you see what, you see what I'm getting at. Uh, that's kind of the scenario, man. You're going to lose. Uh, they got to figure that out. They down. You feel me? 2-0 game three starts today at 830 in Dallas. I believe Dallas, the best, most likely outcome for Dallas is a full one. But... I strongly believe Dallas is going home in four. You feel me? Also, the Heat. Miami is leading uh, Philly 2-0 after defeating them 119-103 Wednesday. Uh, I really do believe, like, feel like if Embiid don't come back and... I mean, like, really come back and, like, play, play. Man, it's over with. And to tell you the truth, it still might be over with. You know what I'm saying? Uh, the Warriors. The Warriors and um, the Grizzlies been the most interesting series of them all. You feel me? Tied 1-1. You feel me? John Morant went dumb. Zion, I hope you're over there taking notes. Man, putting the, putting the league on notice. Man got the whole, you know what I'm saying, 
cocaine music gang up in that man. You know what I'm saying? And and he got he got Memphis in that buzzing. You know what I'm saying? This man that had Usher show up. You know what I'm saying? Chilling over there on the games on the sideline and all of that. Chilling with his pops and all of that, man. That man doing his thing. You feel me? In the end, I still believe the Warriors win. You feel me? Also, the Celtics and the Bucks. Series tied 1-1. Man. If y'all don't know, I'm about to tell you. I got the Bucks getting back to the finals. You feel me? I really honestly do. And that was before Chris Middleton got hurt and all of that. So obviously Chris Middleton got hurt, getting hurt through a monkey wrench into into the plans. But I ain't gonna lie, I still kinda I still kinda feel good about it. I still kind of feel good about the Bucks making it, making it to uh, back to the finals, man. I'm gonna keep it all the way G. But all of this is hinged upon Chris Middleton making it back. You feel me? If Chris Middleton gonna be out for, and I don't, I guess I need to check that and see how, exactly how long he's gonna be out. You know what I'm saying? Then I don't know. I'm, I'm taking this back. I'm, t- I'm taking all of this back. I do believe. I do believe Milwaukee and Giannis can get past the Celtics in a in a in a a bar brawl. You feel me? It's gonna be a bar brawl for for sure. But I do believe they can sneak past them people. You feel me, man? That's all I got. That's all I got right now. You feel me? I want to remind you guys if you haven't already to go follow follow us on Instagram at the Real Gridiron. You feel me? We love to interact with you guys. You know what I'm saying? Ask questions and, you know what I'm saying? Just kick with each other. You feel me? See see if y'all can test my knowledge on sports and stuff. I'm warning, though. I think I know everything. <laughs> Moving on, man. I also want to remind you guys, wherever you get your podcast, you feel me? Whether it's Apple Google, Spotify, Overcast, Anchor, whatever, whatever, whatever you get your podcast, you can find us there. You know what I'm saying? Make sure you subscribe, you like, and you support us. You feel me? But with that all being said, man, that's it. And until next time, this is the Gridiron. And I'm Jay. Deuces. <laughs>